Now, your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of little things, a lot of outdoor things today, including what we talked about yesterday with dogs and the dangers of swimming in ponds. So I've got a DNR guy, Sean Giblin. He's going to come on at 5.15 and talk just real quick about that dilemma and whether or not we should be worried about it in Wisconsin, whether we should be worried about it in the lacrosse area. Sean's works for the Wisconsin DNR right out of lacrosse here. He's the Mississippi River water, water quality specialist. So he should be able to tell us a little bit better than me rambling about maybe the dogs can or can't swim. And he said he's actually listening yesterday when I was rambling about it. Thanks, Sean, for calling yesterday and, and clarifying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, other things I want to talk about is in terms of sticking with the outdoors, I saw one of my friends posted, and I, I don't think I've ever, well, I don't, I, I've never been here, but uh, they were at John Latch State Park, which is just north of Winona. I posted a pretty cool picture of overlooking the Mississippi River. And they posted a 500-plus stairs, totally worth the climb for the best Mississippi River Valley view, the top of Mount Charity, something that I, and I lived in Winona for like eight years, and I was like, oh, I missed this. And it got me thinking, where are some of the best places in this area to hike? Maybe like, like how about like a 45-minute radius of lacrosse, the best places you guys got really, you know, like your favorite places to hike or, or just to hang out and, and take in nature if you guys got a, you want to call, text in 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. I'll turn that uh, text line up so I actually get these texts. Yeah, just the best the, the best places to hike in the area. I'm, I have uh, my opinions, but I might be missing some awesome places like John Latch State Park. Uh, I know there's other state parks right around here that, that are probably pretty awesome. Uh, a couple of headlines. Oh, another thing I want to talk about. There's a Lacrosse County Board meeting tonight, and part of that meeting is going to have to deal with funding the $42 million Lacrosse Center expansion, or if you want to call it the Lacrosse Center renovation. Uh, the, the the county was asked by the city to to fund, I think, $2 million over a 20-year period, and the county said, no, we're not going to do that. That's too much. That You guys didn't let us – you guys are asking – us for money now that <laughs> after the fact. So I, I talked to uh, one lacrosse County board member. We'll play that interview in a little bit, but the County board votes, uh, they're going to have a meeting at six tonight. And part of that meeting is going to be voting for uh, funding the lacrosse center. And they're going to go with $138,000 of leftover money. 608-785-7914. I've got a call coming in. Caller, who's this? Hey, this is Kent. How you doing? Hey, Kent. What'd you got? I wanted to talk about a good place to hike up on a bluff. Okay, where's that? It'd be Pearl State Park. They have something called Brady's Bluff up there. Years ago, I'd taken my kids up there, and we had a great time. Where, where exactly? Where, whereabouts is Pearl State Park? Is it real close? Yeah, it's uh, just uh, right downtown Trempeleau. You take a right by the river and go right to Pearl State Park. Oh, okay, and and you is there you hike up into the bluffs or what's there to do out there? No, actually, it's a stairs. You can go all the way up there. Years ago, I took my sons up there. They're grown now, but we got up to the top, and there was a priest up there with a Bible. We didn't have any water with us, so 
he had a canteen and gave us some water, and he told us that's where three rivers meet. You'll find the Garden of Eden, <laughs> okay. the Black River, the Bad Axe River, and the Mississippi River. Cool. All right, Ken, thanks. Yeah. All right, bud, thanks. Yeah, you guys got uh, other places that, that are just maybe – People wouldn't wouldn't know about. I I'm not gonna know about. It. I didn't know about Pearl State Park. I just I not that I, I you know I just haven't gone and explored a whole lot. Uh, I I stick with like Hickson Forest and I live kind of out by Hoka in Houston. So there's places out there to park uh, to to hike. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We're gonna take a quick break for news, and then I'm gonna get Sean on the phone and he's gonna he's gonna clue us in on this toxic algae bloom that that's apparently killing dogs around the nation, mostly in, in southern states, but possibly a couple in Wisconsin, too. Uh, we'll be back right here on WIZM. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. You can call in, you can text in. We've got Sean Giblin on the phone. Sean is the Mississippi River Water Quality Specialist with the Wisconsin DNR. He's going to talk to us about this algae bloom, and maybe he'll be able to pronunciate it for us and, and give us the, the – Sean, what's the lowdown on, on this thing that's apparently killing dogs or making people sick at least uh, around the nation, I guess? Yeah, so it's – you know, what it is, it's cyanobacteria. Yeah, so it's more commonly called blue-green algae. So it's basically a photosynthetic bacteria you know and, and these species can produce toxins under certain conditions that can you know harm dogs and humans in some cases too what have you has this been a problem in Wisconsin quite a bit or is it is 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 it pretty rare around here yeah yeah you know we've had we have certain pockets you know the Madison lakes uh, lake Pete and well over in the central part of the state yeah I've been doing some research and monitoring yeah you know, between uh, Prescott and the Illinois border over the last three or four years on the Mississippi River so you know, there's a couple areas we've been looking at as well too what, you know, what, we're starting to get a pretty pretty good handle on what drives it oh yeah that and that's what I was gonna say what can people what what do people got to look out for? Do people have to look out for in this area, in the lacrosse, maybe, in, you know, within a hour or so radius of here? Yeah, yeah, there's certain pockets. You know, one of the areas we've been looking at is uh, the Trempolo Wildlife Refuge up near Trempolo. You know, we'll have some pretty big blooms up there at times. Um, you know, some of the backwaters, uh, you know, up around Lake Pepin. Yeah, and then just scattered backwaters throughout. So. No, yeah, it's certainly something to to look at. Now I started the show best places to hike. Well, while people are hiking and possibly with their dogs, they're going to end up maybe in in places where they just see where the dog wants to. My dog does. I have a golden retriever. She always wants to jump in whatever water body of water, whether it's just a mud puddle or anything. So if we're out hiking, maybe in in, in places that, that that people aren't necessarily out at, what can what do you need to look for? <laughs> yeah, to, to yeah, stay away yeah. from. There's some really simple tests that you can do too. You know, if you if you notice that the water is green from an algae bloom, you know, you know, one thing you can do, you know, when you walk into the water, you know, what we say is, if, you know, if you walk into the water, you know, where there's an obvious algae bloom, you know, where the water is green, you know, if you can walk in up to your knees and can't see the tops of your feet, you know, that that's the point where you really need to start, you know, using some caution. Also, like that's gross, and why are you walking in that water, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but obviously well, for for dogs they're going to do that. Regardless, my dog would do that. It doesn't matter if it's wa- if it's wet; she's jumping in. It could be just a pile of mud. Yeah, if you see those type of conditions, you don't want your dog, 
you know, drinking that type of water. You know, typically, you know, out in the main channel where most people are out recreating on the Mississippi River, you know, it's less of an issue. You know, we tend to have, uh, you know, more of an issue with this on the backwaters. They're a little bit more isolated. Is this something that happens when it's really hot out or when it gets to be August or is there a time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like the, you know, the factors that really lead to, you know, really big cyanobacteria blooms are, you know, high phosphorus first off. And then the other thing is, you know, warm temperatures too. So, you know, the, really the warmer the water, the better, but, you know, really the big thing that drives uh, the cyanobacteria blooms, you know, is high phosphorus in the water. Okay. So what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's nutrients, you know, like, see, so this would be, you know, nutrients coming off things like, you know, if you go out and fertilize your lawn, you know, you have phosphorus in, in a lot of the fertilizers, you know, so, you know, fertilizers for lawns, uh, farm fields runoff, okay. uh, you know, runoff from, from wastewater plants, things like that. So sure. it's, yeah, it's essentially fertilizer in the water. And have you, have you had any cases where people or dogs have been getting sick? Uh, that you get in your office? Yeah, so, you know, we have a program now where we go out and, and investigate, you know, any cases of, of human illness or pet illness. And, yeah, there's been a couple of times where I've been called off um, uh, for sick dogs. You know, you know, one of them was up in the Trumpelow Refuge, and like a, you know, that's an area that we've looked at after the fact and, you know, and really realized we have some problems up there. And then, uh, you know, like, say this has already happened, what, what would people look for in – themselves in in a person and then maybe in a pet too like it's like uh symptoms yeah sort of you know kind of listless behavior too like sometimes this can happen pretty quickly too so you know the dog will start to you know act sort of listless um you know so a number of these cases you know it can happen pretty pretty quickly um can you just describe what that means like listless yeah, you know, like the dog, you know, looking kind of lethargic, kind of, you know, not low energy, you know, kind of like the dog sort of winding down a little bit. Okay, same with a person? Yeah, yeah, person would be sort of the same same thing, too. And, you know, there's other things, too, where you can get you can get rashes just from, from contact recreation, too. You know, in this area, you know, I would say we're, you know, we're a lot better off than most areas around here, too. You know, it's kind of a fine line between making people aware of this and, you know, scaring them half to death too. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of precaution goes a long way. You know, that knee test is a really good way to, to proceed. Yeah, definitely. If the water is green too, just don't go in it. (laughs) Right. That's a good test. Yeah. You know, you know, slightly green's all right too, but that, you know, that walking into your knees, not seeing the top of your feet when it's, when it's clearly green with an algae bloom, you know, that's a pretty sensible test for most people. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot, Sean, for, for calling in and taking the time to uh, inform us of, of this thing that, that maybe is, is, is we're not trying, we're trying to, we're not trying to blow it out of proportion, right? It's just something that might, might happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, if it gets really warm and, you know, the discharge in the river drops in the next couple of weeks, we could have some issues too. So it's, I mean, yeah, we certainly have issues with it on the Mississippi, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's not the, you know, sort of worst problem in the world. So. A texter texted in and goes, uh, would there be any issues with bacteria in the Genoa fish hatchery or the Black Blackhawk Park area by DeSoto? Um, yeah, inside Genoa. Yeah, those areas probably wouldn't be that bad. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll let you go. Sean, thanks a lot for your help. Yeah, you bet. Thanks a lot. That was Sean Giblin with the Wisconsin DNR. He is the Mississippi River Water Quality Specialist. He was pretty mad yesterday when I was talking about this issue and 
didn't have any any good ideas of, of what it was or what exactly. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he was mad, but he was listening yesterday, and it was funny that uh, I eventually got a hold of him just based on calling different offices at the DNR, and and that was him. And then he's like, yeah, I was actually listening yesterday to that. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. If you want to call or text in, uh, started the show just asking y'all where the best places to hike. And, you know, if you're hiking and you see some super green uh, bodies of water, maybe don't go swimming in them and don't let your dogs go swimming in them. Uh, like Sean said, the, the best test is if you go into the water and up to your knees and you can't see the tops of your feet, then don't go into that water. And uh, maybe true for dogs too, because they're, but their knees are a little lower to the ground. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So one of my friends said John Latch State Park, a uh, great place to, par- uh, to, to go hiking. It's just north of Winona. Another uh, caller before, I think it was Kent, texted in Pearl State, Pearl State Park by Trempolo. Um, I always loved going in, into Hickson. When I first moved to Lacrosse, I would go. I was a pretty. I don't know what. I don't know if I was an avid runner, but I ran a lot for for myself. I think, like compared to what I do now, I ran a ton. But uh, I loved going into Hickson Forest, and and I would often just get lost in there. Literally, I would just get lost, and then I would show up an hour later and be like, "Oh, there's the parking lot I came in." Uh, we're gonna go back to the phones. Number three. How are you doing? Good yourself. I'm all right. All right. Am I on the air? You're on the air. There's no there's no Rick answering the phones to put you on with Rick. So yeah. <laughs> it's Rick just is me. on the phone. Okay. <laughs> Have you found a plumber yet to fix your waterworks? Yeah, his name is Dad. <laughs> You're waiting for your daddy dad's, to come. Yeah, dad's on the way either tonight today or tomorrow. Dad's gonna come and, and maybe teach me how to uh plumb the outside faucet but we got to go inside and re-plumb it so yeah i heard that uh free room and board then in other words i'll give him i'll dad. give my dad free room yeah he gave me free room and board for like 20 years so yeah okay anyway you were talking about the meeting tonight about the lacrosse county board giving money to the city of lacrosse yeah for the lacrosse center expansion well i think they're going to do it for goodwill you know, to get the mayor off their back. Oh yeah. So, but, but the mayor wants two million dollars in the Lacrosse well, County yeah, Board. But they're going to give him this just to give it, get him off their back, because they don't want to be bothered with any more. Just like on Alaska, don't want to give us any money. Yeah, on Alaska, I think uh, the proposal was what was it? Five hundred thousand dollars over ten years. Yeah, but they, I mean, they even just ask him for 130 or something like that. They don't even want to give us that. But see, the trouble with the city is they go ahead and spend all this money, and then they wonder how they're going to get it out of us taxpayers in lacrosse. Right, <clears throat> yeah. So, on it. so you want them to uh, come up with a plan to fund it first and then and then fix it? Well, yeah, that's the way I do it. Before I build something, I get the money, you know. And another thing... We spend more. We're going to spend $170,000 for a study to see if it would be feasible to bring big river boats into lacrosse. Yeah, I say it is feasible. Let's do it. Well, here's the thing. They're going to go a four-block area in lacrosse and ask every business if they would like the river boats to stop. And everybody wants the riverboats to stop because people are going to spend some money for 
trinkets and beads or coffee or pie. Mm-hmm. But the people outside the metropolitan area down there aren't going to receive no money from that. Yeah, but they can come down and check out the riverboat. Who can? Everybody. Well, yeah, but I'm sure somebody that runs a restaurant's got more to do than to check out the riverboats, Rick. And and they're talking about motels being busy. Well, these river cruises, when you get on a river cruise, you sleep on a boat at night. You don't go to a motel and sleep in La Crosse because you paid for a cabin. Right, yeah. And a lot of your meals are furnished on a riverboat. Yeah, but these people are still coming into town and... And people in town want to go see these riverboats, too. Yeah, I know that. But once you see one, I think you've seen them all. Oh, That's you... my general idea on it. And now when they get this study done, everybody will want it. Then they're going to want about $2, 3000000 million to put some docks in down there. Yeah, but that's I say that, I say go for it. That, I, I feel like that's, a, that's an see, attraction. See, Rick, you've got to realize you live over in Hoka. Yeah, I got my tax dollar going to this, not yours. Yeah, but we have a canoe landing by me, and it's always flooding out, and we got to we got to fix it all the time. <laughs> well, then why don't you fix your problems in Holka, and then we'll take care of ours in Lacrosse. <laughs> all right, okay? so, yeah, sounds good. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Good luck. All right, thank you. That's number three. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get Scott's comment in here. Another round of news right here on Wisdom, ninety-two point three FM, fourteen ten AM. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. Uh, first half of the show, I started out the show just asking you guys where some of the best places to hike in the area are. Maybe like a 45-minute hour radius. Obviously, Hickson Forest is a nice place, but uh, one of my friends posted on Facebook about John Latch State Park just north of Winona. Um, someone else called in and said Pearl State Park in Tremplo is pretty cool. Um, Como Falls in Hoka is pretty sweet. It's not really a hiking a place to really go hiking, but it's just kind of cool to just chill there. Um, also had Sean Giblin on with the Wisconsin DNR to talk about the dangers of dogs swimming in ponds that are full of this cyanobacteria. Sean's advice, if you see like, you know, like a, a pond or water that just isn't moving if you go into the water up to your knees and you can't see the tops of your feet there's too much algae and you need to not go swimming in there and definitely don't have your dogs going in there uh 608-75-7914 better hearing center talking text line we're gonna go to the phones now eric from sparta wants to talk about yeah. scott robert shaw's comment i do uh he seems to prefer uh Oh, uh, social justice causes and uh, everything else on the left wing on college campuses, unless a uh, conservative speaker comes on there and they get cut off before they get have a chance to give their presentation, run out of the place, and the hell beat about them out of them on their way out. That free speech, Scott. That's free speech. Yes, I said statement. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Eric. Scott Robert Shaw's. Uh, Comment just before the news here was uh, it's on our website. So you go to wisdomnews.com, you 
go to blogs, pull down, find As I See It, the headline free speech bill in Wisconsin really about stifling free speech. Uh, it's about punishing students on UW campuses who protest uh, certain speakers that might come onto campuses then, and they would get punished. They would get suspended, even, even uh, expelled after so many times, uh, which seems kind of like backwards. It's like free speech, but then protesting isn't free speech then. So, one more thing. Tonight, 6 p.m., La Crosse County Board is meeting to discuss funding the La Crosse Center. La Crosse wanted $2 million over 20 years. La Crosse County Board said no. I interviewed Doug Weidenbach with the La Crosse County Board. I'm going to play that interview. I just recorded it because I asked Doug, I'm like, what do you guys do before a county board meeting? Do you just sit there and play on your phones until the board meeting starts? Do you hang out? Do you talk? Uh, what goes on there? And he says, no, they actually do some They actually do some stuff before uh, the board meeting. They're not just waiting for the meeting to start at 6 p.m. to uh, to start. So I, th- so I, instead of bringing Doug on live, I just recorded the interview about an hour ago. And I'm just going to play it right now. Uh, just in dealing with the La Crosse County Board and funding the La Crosse Center. Let's see if it's working. And then uh, I'll just start it in three. Board member Doug Weidenbach on with me right now. Doug, you got a big meeting tonight. Can you just can you explain in regards with the Lacrosse Center funding? Can you explain what's on the docket in in that regard? Sure. The, the uh, resolution that's on uh, the floor tonight for consideration is a one-time funding of the uh, Lacrosse Center. Uh, the mayor has asked the city to. Uh, contribute um, a substantial amount of money more than um, this resolution actually calls for, but we have uh, come up with um, this resolution to contribute um, some monies that are left over from um, a TID project, and this will be a one-time contribution to uh, the Lacrosse Center of $138,000. Now, from what I understand, the mayor at some point in time in the in recent history here had asked the the county to contribute five million dollars no two million dollars over 20 years that's correct and, and when you heard that what was you what was your feelings well um as the chair johnson has expressed earlier the the planning uh and the ask for the money has been i think the words that she used was ineloquent at best and i tend to agree with her about that um the county was not consulted about any of the planning stages whatsoever. Um, we weren't consulted about any of the architecture plans. We don't have a seat on the board. Um, usually with uh, big, huge capital projects like this, you want to secure the money beforehand um, so that you can make sure that the project is adequately funded. Now, I think the ineloquence comes when you um, figure out the project beforehand and then scramble to get the money afterwards. So I think maybe some of the contention is going to come from um, the ineloquency of the way that um, uh, the, the the city went about that. Yeah, it would have been just nice to have a county board member on the Lacrosse Center board during this whole process so that you guys could have a say in, in, in what went on with the $42 million expansion, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, now, I can tell you that uh, I know Supervisor Richmond, who sits on both the county board and the city council, is introducing a resolution uh, to the common council so that we can have a seat on the board. But to my mind, that seems, again, to be the wrong way around. 
certainly um, if you wanted to secure support from the county, you would get somebody on the board first and then ask them for $2 million. You wouldn't ask them for $2 million first and then say, well, okay, maybe we'll, we'll give you a seat on the board. That just seems to me to be another ineloquent way of uh, going about funding. I don't know. For $2 million, we'll give you a seat on the board. Sounds great to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just maybe, but I mean, it has to it has to pass the council, right? I'm certainly. just I'm just um, joking. Um, the city, you know, so again, again, it's it's to me, to my mind, and uh, my way of thinking, it seems to be the the wrong way to go about doing things. Now, the city of Onalaska denied giving, I believe, uh, five hundred thousand dollars over ten years. Um, they they said no to that. You guys are now going with one hundred thirty eight thousand uh, dollars, like a one time deal. And it's leftover money, right? That's right. Uh, in the resolution, it does say one-time funding, and this is, um, as it were, found money that came from uh, this uh, TID district um, that the um, that the, um, both the uh, city of Onalaska, um, Western Technical College, and um, the county received. And I can tell you that neither of those other entities, as you uh, expressed, um, are giving any of that money to the Lacrosse Center. Now, if you really wanted to send a message, why don't you guys vote on giving the $138,000 over 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a novel way to get things done. I'm certainly, you know, if uh, if somebody were on the board that wanted to propose that uh, resolution, I might be more inclined to support that. Um, do you do you suspect that it's already passed a couple of uh, committee votes? Do you suspect that this will this will go through? No problem. I do actually. I've I've been calling around trying to gauge the sentiment of fellow supervisors, and I think a lot of supervisors think. I don't want to speak for them, but I think a lot of supervisors do think that because the county will be um, receiving uh, additional sales tax revenue from the hopeful uh, increase in overall spending that comes with the renovation of the Cross Center, they think that this is a, a gesture of goodwill, and I think probably. Um, it, it will pass tonight. Now, do, your your district is the Myrick Park. I'm just looking at the website, your the the county board website, the Myrick Park Center area. Sure. And you've been you've well, been on the board since April. There's a, there, there's a there's a small piece that's over there um, in uh, the 23rd Street North area, but then the rest of my district is in um, uh, the lower north side. So going from the cross street up to Clinton, kind of. Um, uh, west of the marsh right and and so you're right in the thick of lacrosse uh, do you feel like the lacrosse center itself is an important entity to to have in the city well yes absolutely and i'm you know if you read some of the minutes from the executive committee i i did say to myself listen i'm i'm torn i know that the county will actually probably uh receive uh, increased uh, sales tax revenue from um uh, the lacrosse center certainly um Part of the other thing that bothers me a little bit is, of course, that the county runs a lot of other kinds of things. We run our own park system. We have mandated services um, that we need to provide for health and human services, another board that I sit on, uh, judiciary and law, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's not as if we don't have things to spend money on. Um, but if, in effect, the city has said to us, listen, we've already secured the funding. We'd like you to come on board. But if you don't come on board, we're still going to go forward with this to me anyway that says that we don't really need you right and so if that if that is the case then 
you know, I have plenty of other places that we can spend one hundred and thirty-eight thousand um, dollars. Do you see in the future of, of like revisiting the the Lacrosse Center expansion? And hey, we we actually have some money here or there, or, you know, where you could contribute in the future. Well, certainly, if we're included in the planning process, if we are included on the board, if we have a say in how this money is going to be used, and the ask is at an appropriate time where the planning is still going on, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But none of those things have actually transpired in the ask for the mayor's original $2 million, and now... Uh, what we're considering, you know, as a kind of uh, token gesture, in my opinion, to give um, the city one hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. Sure. And um, have you have you looked at some of the plans for the lacrosse center and what they're they're planning to do so far? And do you have any other ideas for it? Well, yes, I have seen some of the plans. It's it's actually um, a little bit difficult for me because I sit on, um, I'm the chair of the Lacrosse Arts Board, and uh, part of the funding that's been included for the Lacrosse Center is, uh, as it were, 8% for the arts. Um, so we're uh, on the Lacrosse Arts Board looking forward to actually, um, you know, having some uh, relatively big and showy pieces of art down there. Um, and the, the arts board has been, I think, very progressive in <clears throat> trying to um, utilize uh, the, the budget that's already been made for Lacrosse Center art. And it would have been, again, a much better way of going about things if, um, you know, the county board had been approached in the same way that the arts board had been approached about um, how we're going to use uh, money um, or how we're going to use um how we're going to use that money to uh, uh, to actually uh, fund the center. Sure. All right, Doug, I think that's all I got. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. That sounds good to me. All right, thanks for talking to me. Okay, sure. Bye-bye. Right. See ya. All right, thanks to Doug Weinbach, who's probably mingling right now before the Cross County Board meeting, which happens at 6 p.m. tonight. Like we talked about there, they're going to vote on whether or not to fund the Lacrosse Center expansion, $42 million Lacrosse Center expansion. They're going to give the city about $138,000 instead of the $2 million the city wanted over 20 years. That $138,000, obviously, uh, not obviously, but it's leftover money. So it wasn't like they, they have to go and find this money. They had it left over. Uh, 608-785-7914 if you guys want to call back. A couple of people called during that interview. I couldn't, obviously, I couldn't put you on the air. But if you want to give me a call back, uh, actually, we got somebody calling back right now. Kent's calling back. Kent, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, you know, I wanted to talk about this lacrosse uh, expansion, this lacrosse center. You know, before they stick $2 million in lacrosse center, could, could we uh, take a drive down George Street on the north side? It's like going down the Oregon Trail in a covered wagon and maybe fix George Street first. Yeah, we're, uh, I feel like they they did some work on that earlier in the spring or summer. I get, Lordy, it is terrible, buddy. Next next time you head north, come down George Street. That's that's it where it's like terrible, four lanes, buddy. right? So that, that's all I got to say about it. You know, let's fix our roads, and then we'll work on the lacrosse center. Okay. Uh, Ken says, fix the roads. That's all, often the time, anytime the city wants to uh, put money into something, it always comes back to fixing the roads. Uh, the mayor's been on here before, and we're going to get the mayor on hopefully next week. I should email him back and ask him. 
Uh, I emailed him earlier in the week because we're going to set up uh, once a month with the mayor, and we're going to do once a month with some other people as I take over the show here. Uh, but we can we can talk to the mayor. He he's obviously he's, he's talked about fixing the roads and and how the city is actually fixing the roads at a, a much higher rate than in the past. Um, we're gonna we got about a couple minutes left in the show. I I got some other things that I wanted to just bring up, but uh, as you guys are you guys going to Moon Tunes tonight? The remainders are playing. It's going on right now till 8 p.m. It's at Riverside Park. There's only four regular Moon Tunes left um, before the 50th anniversary Woodstock tribute, which is September 7th. So if you guys are heading to Moon Tunes, that's cool. Uh, we'll be back right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line if you want to text in. I'm just going to get one more call here. I'm going to get Tom in here. Tom, go ahead. You want to talk about the lacrosse center expansion? Yes, I just want to comment that the comment was made that this is leftover money, extra money. It's not like they're going out and taxing the people for it. The truth is that any money they have in the coffers is technically the taxpayers' money. It's never leftover money. It is hard-earned money from taxpayers. They should spend it just like they would if they were going to go out and levy for the money. And also, Lacrosse County should not be giving money to the city of Lacrosse for that expansion. That is an outrageous abuse of the taxpayers. Why? Why not? Why shouldn't? I mean, the, I feel like the county would benefit from a you know updated Lacrosse Center. They will benefit just a tiny, tiny amount. They have many issues of their own that they need to deal with, and uh, this whole project is a horrendous waste of taxpayer money. The private enterprise should do the entertainment in lacrosse, not the government. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. You bet. A triple Tom saying lacrosse center, kind of a waste of money, or at least from the county's perspective. I uh, $42 million always sounds like a lot of money to expand or update the lacrosse center. I think that they went for a while without doing um some mandatory, maybe not mandatory updates, but just stuff like electrical or, you know, as stuff gets older, like the roof needs to be replaced or the electric, the wires, you know, stuff like that. It just needs to be updated. The seats, the seats in the stadium need to be updated. Um, so so I think they maybe fell fell behind about that a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to read a text that's kind of long here. Uh Texter says, uh, this is Emily, you need to get a government accountant on your show to tell people why funds can't just be moved from one account to another and then talk about government accountability. Uh, thanks, Emily. Um, yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> when the argument's always fix the roads when we're trying to update the lacrosse center. So I feel like we could do both. A lot of times, like everyone's priority is one thing, and when somebody tries to do something else, they want their priority first, and it's like, well, we could do multiple things at the same time. Um, it's just harder to defend something that costs $42 million. So that's that's probably where a lot of the beef comes with the lacrosse center. And they obviously did, they didn't go to the county. They didn't go to Onalaska right away when they started this process. I don't, I don't know if they just didn't think about it or if that's not the way things go or uh, they just assumed that that stuff would be cool with the surrounding area. Like, Hey, you guys, we, you know, passing the hat essentially for, for, uh, funding the, the, the lacrosse center. And I think these cities like on Alaska, they had asked for $500,000 over 10 years and on Alaska just said, no, 
Uh, the county's going to give 138000 but the city asked for $2 million over 20 years. And the county said, uh, that's too much. Uh, animal fact of the day. I didn't forget. Uh, snails. I'm, I'm do, for, for the record, I'm doing an animal fact of the day. I'm not going to play Mary's I Hate, I hate the Show clip every day. Probably every other day. But uh, snails, they can hibernate for three years if the weather is unstable for survival. Snails, they can hibernate for three years. In the right climate, a snail can live for 15 years and in some cases, 25 years. I wonder how long they can sleep for three years at a time. Like, does a snail wake up from a three-year hibernation? First of all, does the snail wake up from a three-year hibernation and just be like, oh, maybe five more minutes and then just go back to sleep for a little while? And then how long does a snail stay up? Uh, does he stay up for a couple months and then go back to sleep for three years? Um, again, Moon Tunes tonight down at Riverside Park. Packers pregame right now. Packers play at 6.30 against the Ravens, the second preseason game of the year. You can listen to that on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Right now, they're doing pregame. The game's at about 6.30. Um, also, thought this was cool. It's called Three Little Birds. Look it up on Facebook. Uh, it's a sunflower maze in Westby. I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm, I'm going to try to talk about it a little bit tomorrow. Um, Three Little Birds. Look it up on Facebook.